Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. We'd also like to thank Helping Hands and OSA EMR for their support of the show. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon, what time is it? It's time to wake up, Jeremy. I think it is. Well, hello, Sharon. How, How are, you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. You ready for this uh, time of year? I am ready. Yeah? You, do you eat turkey? I do eat turkey. Yeah? Actually, when I lived in Lexington, we used to send our turkey uh, over to the barbecue restaurants, and they would barbecue the turkey. Oh, really? Yeah, now I eat plain old turkey. Did you have barbecue for Thanksgiving as well? Yes, of course. Oh. Huh. Of course. I guess in Lexington you have to do that, right? Well, you do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. But, you know, normally it's a pig, but <laughs> we eat a barbecue turkey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're just having plain old turkey. What about you? So, no, we have turkey. I mean, uh, you know, we, we do it up southern style. There you go. Do you know what that means? No. <laughs> I know. You, did. you had this look on your face. I'm like, how do you not know what Southern style is? You know, so, you, know you you put it in the, the big vat and you fry the you thing. Fry yeah, well, you fry it. Well, I know about frying turkeys because yeah. if you're on call, you're going to be called in because somebody, somebody is going to get burned. out there with a little more alcohol mm-hmm. than they probably should have mm-hmm. and throw the turkey in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're going to talk a little bit today about what we're thankful for. Yeah, you know, we're going to take a little different angle on that because, you know, we're thankful for a lot in our lives. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our listeners, as we feel, mm-hmm. should be thankful for ANA as well. Absolutely. And we have Angie Mund here with us today. Welcome, Angie. Thank you. It's so nice to be back with you, Jeremy and Sharon. So yeah. are you cooking a turkey? Well, you know, my family's coming from Minnesota, so they're all here, and mm-hmm. we're doing a low country boil. They've never uh-huh. had that, so we're we're not doing a southern turkey, <laughs> but we're definitely going going southern. Yeah. Well, you'll have the, there'll be corn. I yeah, mean, there you go. There you, you go. So so if there's corn in the boil. So I don't know that it gets any more southern than a low country boil. That's what I'm thinking. You know, it's I their mean, first time down for the holidays, uh, so yeah. nice. we'll we'll do it up uh, Charleston, South Carolina, right? There you go, grits. 
I hadn't thought that far, but yeah, yeah. I might yeah. have to get do the creamy grits. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. That sounds good. Mm. So we're thankful for the AANA, and we're thankful that you're our AANA president, of course. So yes. we wanted to let people listen today while they're cooking their Thanksgiving dinner and listen to our AANA president and tell us, well, why don't, for people who have not heard you before, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Angie? Yeah, so I've been a CRNA since 1998. I was lucky that I went to school at the Minneapolis VA, hospital-based certificate program, um, had some really great mentors. And so I'll say maybe the first thing is I'm thankful for my education. Mm, Very nice. And all CRNAs really should be because it was really given us opportunities that you just wouldn't have without having that education training. So I'm incredibly thankful for that. And then I started in my health policy world by being the president, first region director, and the president of the Association of Veterans Affairs Nurse Anesthetists. And through that, I learned a lot about advocacy. And then uh, really the big thing that I've done is starting working my way up through the ranks, first in the Minnesota Association of Nurse Anesthetists, and then South Carolina. And now I've worked my way up on the ANA board from region director from the fantastic region Mm -hmm. two to uh, ANA vice president and president-elect. And now I've been president since August. Very yeah. nice. Wow. And you got lots of free time, right? Uh, yeah, a lot of free time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a real job, too. So uh, I, I am lucky to be a department chair, and I lead a really amazing group of faculty and staff. So, you know, I obviously am thankful for the AANA. Uh, there's a quote by Sandy Ouellette that says that without the American Nurses Association, there would still be nurses. Without the American Association of Nurse Anesthetists, there would not be nurse anesthetists. So what would you have to say to that? Well, anybody who knows Sandy knows that she's incredibly wise. And there's a lot of different quotes that have come from her. And she's an ANA past president and a North Carolina CRNA and I'm thankful for her, too, when mm-hmm. we talk about it, is what I would say as far as the AANA is they are the only organization that advocates for nurse anesthetists. Mm-hmm. And as we know that there are other professions that would prefer we didn't exist. They've put it in writing for years. Since 1937. Yeah, yes. there we go. Yeah, we do <laughs> know that, don't we? <laughs> we absolutely know that. And the ANA protects our ability to have jobs and work and be successful and provide our family with the things that we want to give them to to grow and be able to do things that they might not have been able to do without having the opportunity to work as a CRNA. And Angie, you know, you said you took over in August. You know, obviously there are things that you would like to get done this year and and on your agenda. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, is we're continuing with our strategic plan, which is important. We want to make sure that we're following through on our plans for the last couple of years. And high on that is ensuring full practice authority in the VA. I have to say, and I, I believe the board would agree with me, is that's our number one. Mm-hmm. Number one thing is we want to ensure that veterans have access to care all the time, no matter where they're at, that they aren't having to wait, that they're missing out on preventative health care, and uh, they should have a CRNA taking care of them. And these are our warriors, the people who have fought for yeah. our freedom. Another reason we should be grateful today. Absolutely. Um, and why would CRNAs... Why do we need to to do this outside of the reasons that you just expounded on? Well, the VA, the VA is the largest healthcare organization in the country. 
And think of the advantages of CRNAs uh, being able to practice to the full extent of their education and training in that largest healthcare system, because people look to the VA. And then the next thing you know is other organizations then will also allow CRNAs to practice to the full extent of their education and training, increasing access to care to everybody. We know that CRNAs are the primary provider of health care in the military, in our rural communities, and in our underserved communities. And the ANA ensures that we have staff in D.C., that we have CRNAs that have the ability to go out and, and speak about what we do. And the, ER, the ANA is, are the ones really supporting this movement forward and bringing the members with us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, in my estimation, this is the hill we should die on. I think our uh, opposition also think it's the hill to die on, too, for some of the very reasons. And it always fascinates me how you, being a veteran, um, can uh, supply care in a combat area, but all of a sudden, whenever you come back home, what you could do yesterday, you can't do today. And some of that just seems to have no logic to it. Yeah, it's interesting how, you know, CRNAs, and a lot of the CRNAs in the VA system are military, Mm -hmm. are former and retired military, that when they were deployed in far forward units, it was them, and they were in an austere environment. And then they come back to the U.S. and they have every bell and whistle you can think of and consultants and ICUs and we Working can't. cell phones. Yeah, there you <laughs> Computers. go. Computers. Yeah. <laughs> You're not Drugs, in a tent. You know, That's exactly supplies. right. It's clean. Yeah. It's and not it's in the clean. sand. Yeah. And yet we can't work independent in that environment. It just doesn't <clears throat> make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no logic to that situation there. I mean... You know, again, from my perspective, I know what it's about. We all know what it's about. It's just making sure this gets passed. And I've heard you talk before. I mean, there was a time that, you know, we thought this would be passed, right, Angie? Yeah. And it kind of fell through. So it's back on the agenda again. And hopefully this will be the year. Yeah, the original push really was regulatory right through the Department of Veterans Affairs. And now we recognize that there maybe needs to be well, we know there needs to be a legislative push with it to encourage mm. the VA to allow this to happen. Well, the VA wanted it to happen. And then we right. had, yes, legislative yes. pushback due to our physician anesthesiologist colleagues having a problem with it. Because they recognized also that if CRNAs get that ability to demonstrate that they can take care of patients independent of supervision by, by a physician that other people are going to look at it too, and the impact of that could be considerable. Well, tangentially to that, this is a kind of an extraneous question. Do you think it's giving, given us some credibility as far as the pandemic, COVID? We were good enough during a, during a pandemic. Does that help our case with the VA system, do you think? Yeah, and I think it helps in two ways. Is it demonstrated our clinical abilities for sure? And we all knew that, especially when we have the ability to use our ICU training that we all had before we went to anesthesia school mm-hmm. to go into ICUs and manage incredibly sick patients at a time when we really didn't know for sure how it should be managed. Right. But the other thing that I think really stands out, it should to the public and to legislators, is that CRNAs rushed in. Uh, they didn't, they didn't mm-hmm. fall back and they mm-hmm. didn't refuse to take care of patients. They they really took it as a calling and raised their hands and rushed in, rushed into an, a place that was dangerous because they knew that patients needed access to nurse anesthesia care. Mm. 
Absolutely. So, you know, uh, the $10,000 question always whenever you're in leadership is communication. Why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about your vision for communication with the members? Again, I think this really is a a question that is difficult to answer because communication is different to our members. Mm-hmm. Is we have CRNA members who have been members for 50 years and some more and how they need communication is different than our millennials. And what we've really taken a look at in the AANA is how can we ensure that we are communicating in the right way at the right time for all of our members because it, everyone is important. So we we continue with our more traditional way of communicating through email, but we really have done some work with social media that I think is pretty exciting. We're starting to get out more on Instagram. And from when I've done our ANA updates, when we used to put email this or email, now we have QR codes and we have text to code so that we're reaching people that live on their phone and much less on, on a computer. Well, everybody lives off their phone. You stand in front of a crowd and you're speaking and Absolutely. you look out and there are phones everywhere. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's so much stimulus out there. I mean, you know, I mean, Sarah, my wife, I mean, uh, you know, and she's, I guess she is a millennial. Yeah, she is a millennial. <laughs> I just thought about that. But, you, you know, I'm, I'm serious. Like, and this is no lie. Um, she will not answer her phone. If you leave her a message, it is full. She will not return it. She will not check her emails. I said, Sarah, how, how are people going to get in touch with you if they need you? Well, they'll either call me and I'll answer or they'll text me. And if they can't get me those two ways, then they don't need to get me. Yeah, it's funny. My daughter's the same way, it's yeah. especially the phone thing. She's like, mother, why are you calling me? <laughs> just text, <laughs> just text <laughs> me. Because she's in, in that millennial generation too. Yeah. So that's a group we're trying to get. The other thing that really was in my vision for this year is that the members know that as a board, we are there for them as a board. This isn't just about the president of the ANA. To me, that that is a big take-home message. And I hope everybody's reading the message that we send out every other week from the board. Uh, I think that's important. It shouldn't just be my vision for the ANA. It should be the board. And it should be what are the members looking for. To me, being part of a team and we have an amazing team on our board. I hope everybody's recognizing that of such incredible diverse talents that bringing that group together, I think we hit all the boxes mm-hmm. um, and, and some on the board, which is, which is key to making sure that the members get what they need. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com or call them at 504-394-6557. Well, speaking about the texting, didn't you, they've got a text, uh, you can text a number. Do you remember what that number is off the top of your head? Um, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. But there's a number you can text and you'll automatically get text alerts. Yep, you get the action alerts from the AANA. Wow, that's hmm. pretty cool. And they'll read that. 
Yeah. I'll read that. I mean, even I'm guilty sometimes of not reading some of the emails that come through. <laughs> um, just because by the time I expand it where I can see it on my phone, <laughs> that's <laughs> I have exactly to keep right. going back and forth. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and Angie said getting feedback from the membership. Have you, What kind of feedback have you received and how are you guys going about doing that with the membership? You know, it's been interesting. Some of it is I think that every single time that a board member does a and update, our last question should be, what's concerning you? Mm. To me, that that's how we should be ending every single ANA sure, update. Are you sure you want to ask that? I, you know, <laughs> you want to open that Pandora's box? I, I, have been, I have been in variety of leadership <laughs> for a long time. I can take it. Okay, okay. I can take it. And she's <laughs> military, too. That is true. There you go. That she is, is a lethal weapon all on her own. <laughs> and uh, as a mother, you get feedback sometimes, too. In, in oh, don't you? Yeah. Uh, just oh, a yeah. Bit. yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, th- I think it's the right thing to ask. The other thing that... I've done, and I know I know Drew Riddle, as we've had conversations too, is really engaging with the former presidents. And uh, we've already met once, and we're going to continue to meet regularly with the former presidents to get feedback from them. So that, again, we get feedback from everybody, no matter what stage of their career that they're at. And to me, I think that's been incredibly useful, so that when I had a former president, two of them actually, a couple months ago, came up to me and said they really like that the direction of where things are going this year to me, that is one of the top compliments that I think we can get as a board, because former presidents can be pretty rough. Yeah, oh, absolutely. What are you talking Ex- about? Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> as I'm sitting across the table from a former president, I, uh, I'm not one of the ones that can make it pretty rough. I promise you that. Uh, but you know, I do know that the former presidents do appreciate that you have reached out to them. But I do think that you understand that sometimes history is 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 important and uh, you get it straight from the horse's mouth so to speak because the things that you need to know sometimes are not in board meeting minutes mm. um you that's know exactly it, right that's true the the back story is is the real story and how do you get that by going and asking the people who are there and so the past well, presidents have been very I, I, we're not supposed to say past that. They think that it means that you're dead. Um, the former presidents uh, do appreciate. Uh, well, you know, and I, I could them. see that being a double-edged sword as it well. Is. You know, yeah. because I mean, that president had their own ideas at that time about what was going on. They're really not in the know or in the seat that you're sitting in now, but they're trying to still wield some influence and possibly the way that you're taking things might not be the way they wanted things. Uh, and well, then you're kind of in, I could see now, this, you but know. I, I, I'm going to give you a little pushback on that. Yeah, because I can take it. What, uh, what, uh, you know, being one of the former presidents and listening, listen, I'm in, I can't believe I'm in the room with these people sometimes, and listening to them, every single one of them will qualify what they say by, I know I don't have all the information. Hmm. Well, because great. they sat in that seat yeah. and they know that they don't have all the information. But just let me tell you what my perception is looking at, at it right now. Well, that's and very supportive. I don't have, I don't have all the information. Well, all of us know yeah. um, that we don't have all the information. And... Um, Deb Geisler is our president, the president of the past presidents. And she, whenever we all meet too, and she will tell us, you know, you have to know what your place is. And we're not here 
to run anything. We're here to be a resource and we're here um, to give you history. And I think as we, the number one thing that our members want is advocacy and they want to see wins. Mm -hmm. To me, that is the biggest thing that I hear from members. And an advantage of having a conversation with the former presidents who have dealt with advocacy is even on a global of these are the things that worked and we know it's different, but this is some of the things to be watchful for. This is how we dealt with this back when we got reimbursement. That having a conversation with people that were there, I think is incredibly helpful as you move advocacy forward. Mm -hmm. I really do. And and it's a way to talk about that it takes time to get the big wins. Mm -hmm. And the CRNAs back in the 80s to get direct reimbursement was... It wasn't that it happened overnight. Ah, it, it took years. It took years. And it was dedicated CRNAs giving of their time to ensure that this is a profession that still exists. Because if we would not have got reimbursement, we definitely would not be where we're at today. Well, you know, you said advocacy and wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that, those are two big words. So let's paint a picture. Okay. We're going to play a what-if game, Andrew. Okay. He so, loves this. So, I should have prepped you. So what if... We did get full practice authority. What if? What What does that look like? And what do you think would come next? Again, we're playing the game. So What it looks like is that every CRNA has full practice authority in the VAs where they work. And it, it may mean a different things depending on the VA that they're at. But what that does is it provides access to care for veterans. We know that there's problems with mm-hmm. wait times. And, and Sharon mentioned, I'm a veteran. My husband was a veteran. A lot of my friends are. Mm-hmm. Right. And it it isn't just the professional piece, it's the personal piece of ensuring we take care of people. And then, so to me, that's what it looks like. And I don't even think it's a what if, Yeah. it's a when. Yeah. Th- this go. will happen. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a what if, it will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd like it to happen sooner rather than later. So what it looks like is that, is we get the opportunity to take care of patients the way that we've always wanted to take care of patients and are highly educated to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, I think what happens after that is, and I'll put an educator hat on, is as soon as we're collecting data on the biggest healthcare system to show what we do provide, other organizations are going to look at that. Oh, that's a very good point. They're, yeah. g- they're going to look at it and say, this is the model that we should be using here too, where everybody is giving anesthesia. I it, love the ad, by the way, that you guys put together and hope it can get pushed out even more. We'll have to put a link in our show notes, too, so that people can see that ad. Um, and I'll put a plug out there for our website. It's called veteransneedcarenow.org. Please visit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a look at the testimonials that we have, the information that we have, and uh, sign a letter. Share it with your family because we do know that veterans need care now. And we're going we're gonna to know that it's going to be even bigger soon with the passage of the PACT Act that increased access to VA health care to veterans who are exposed to burn pits over in Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm. Is, it's going to be an influx. And I'm not sure whether the VA is ready, prepared for that is probably mm-hmm. the best way to say it, whether they'll have the resources. And clearly CRNAs are there to meet that need. Uh, we'll, we'll raise our hand every single time to take care of veterans We need the now part to happen now because we will be seeing more patients coming in. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online 
to crnafinancialplanning.com. What if? You've got another what if question there, You know, Jeremy. I always have what I if know, questions. I know. I'm waiting on I don't want to put Angie you. on the hot seat, though. You I know. know. So, um, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm just, I'm just listening and, and thinking, you know, full practice authority, communication. I mean, you guys have a strategic plan. You've got a, it seems to have a really good board that you've been able to put together here. What else is on that agenda as we move forward here? Yeah, it, it's three-pronged kind of approach. The advocacy piece, the member piece, is we do want to make sure the ANA doesn't exist without our members. Right. We, we just don't. We couldn't do the things that we that we want and need to do. Is how do we increase our membership numbers? What are the things that members want? What do they see as value of membership? So we're spending some time trying to figure that out, especially those zero to four when they graduate. And we continue to do outreach into nurse anesthesia programs, into states that have nurse anesthesia programs. So membership is a big piece. And the other piece is knowing that the AANA cannot provide resources to CRNAs if we are not a high reliability organization. So supporting our CEO, Bill Bruce, who we have been very impressed with over the last several months since he started, um, he, he has come in and done some amazing things. And we need to make sure that we have staff and staff have the right tools. Mm. We've got the right people at the right time in the right place so that we can have an ANA that can serve the members well. So we continue to look at, we continue to look at that piece also, which I think is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because without the members... We don't, we don't you exist. You don't exist. It's a symbiotic right. relationship. So, so let's talk about that for a minute, too, because I, I think what I've heard is there what, 60-some thousand CRNAs or so? Like 59, 468 or something like that. It's okay. getting pretty close. close. It's getting okay. close. It's getting very okay. close. All right. And we're not at 100%, obviously, no. membership. But what do you think, and this is a personal opinion, Angie, what do, what do you think can make sure that we increase those numbers or the things that... Angie thinks in her head right now that this is how we do it. That song. This is how. This we is do how it. we do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that I think the biggest thing is we need to find out what they value and we need to deliver it. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. No, it is. I mean, I think that's that's spot on. I agree. And it's just finding that out. Because yeah, I think sometimes we assume. Well, you know, they're of this age or in their in this job and this is what they need and we haven't done as in my opinion, as great of a job of going to the members and asking, What do you need? What mm-hmm. would you value? What would make you be a member or quit being a member? You know, uh, I don't know that we ever surveyed people who were not members. We have at one point it's kinda hard to get that information because if you're not a member, we don't have your data. Right. Uh, the NBCRNA has all that data, and therein lies a little bit of a rub sometimes trying to get it. But if we could find out, but, uh, you know, honestly, it's a, a member who finds out that your colleague at work is not a member. Yeah. Hmm. And, and, I, and I don't know. I mean, I know that when Sarah pays her dues, the ANA sends a little thing to the house, and, you know, she pays it from that. I mean... Is there a way to capture from from that when they pay their dues that in order to pay their dues, they have to say, what do I want? I mean, is that something that could be asked or put into place there? And, you know, so at least that's, you're getting some feedback. Yeah. Well, the reason it made me think about that is, you know, the studies you always show about, you know, um, how many CRNAs to the compensation benefits. And inevitably, 
4,000 out of 60 answer and 200 out of the state of North Carolina have 3,000. But if you can ask that when they're paying their dues, you might have a higher likelihood of them doing that at that moment because you've got their attention, they're writing the check, and at that point when they write the check, maybe they're saying, okay, well, I need value for this check. And I answer these questions to get that value. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That's a good idea because they wouldn't be writing that check if they didn't see some value. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. That's. But that's when you pay really something, you want to know the value. That's you're exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly. And you want to know where it's going. I think right. that's the other part that we've talked about: some increased financial transparency of where how we're spending money. Right. Because especially because members want PR and they want advocacy, but I don't think they realize how expensive those no. two things are. That maybe if we had some ability of asking, what do you value? Why are you a member? Maybe that's even the way to, you know, a way to phrase that. And then letting them know where their money's going. Yeah. Because I had, you know, I had a CRNA at the North Carolina AA update, and I didn't even cross my mind to say it. And that was my mistake of how much money goes back to the state. Mm -hmm. Because I I think, I think Jimmy was right that not everybody understands that that it isn't just funding the ANA it's funding states in order and that I think is more boots on the ground and people feel that differently that is true that hmm. that part is important that's I'm going to take that back to our membership look people. at, look at that Ooh, we'll call glamour. it the, we'll call it the Jeremy Stanley <laughs> question <laughs> we'll, well, we'll put a name on it well, you know I mean I'm, I'm always a big advocate of, of value and what you're getting for your money and it just you know as I've thought about this I mean you're not going to get your average CRNA to sit there and tell you exactly what they want. You're going to get a select few that are going to tell you what you're going to do and why you're not doing the right thing. But your average CRNA out there, they're not going to take the time to do it. And they might not know. It might be the way I am about decorating. I, 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 I know what I don't want. I don't necessarily know what I want. <laughs> yeah, because so, I, I, that's a good point. That's a really good point. You know what you like and you don't you don't like, but sometimes you just can't put a word right. in it, a word on it. Exactly. But it is a good idea. Whenever you're writing your check, you're yeah. more likely to 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 give your opinion. Now the pushback on that is we already know we've got them, right? right. But the data would be helpful to know why do we have you? Right. Or what do you want? I mean that's that's the question, I think, is you want to know what these people what's next? You know, you're you're paying us it's not much money. I mean, I look at what you guys pay for your association dues compared to what I pay, and it's a whole what lot is, cheaper. What, huh? what do you pay? Uh, mine, $1,600 a year. Snap. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at what you guys pay, and I'm like, wow, this is a steal. Um, you know, for the advocacy that, that your organization has, comparison, I mean, you know, obviously our industry is highly regulated as well, but... I mean, it's a steal to me, and and I look at it on a percentage basis of what CRNAs make, and you're talking about three-tenths of a percent or something. I mean, it's it's very low, but, you know, again, I think capturing what that actually means to them. And you have to have continuing education. You have to have all of this, too, because the pushback from nurse anesthetists when you talk about a dues increase is well i have to i have to pay to get my continuing education hours which by the way 40 of those you can get by listening to podcasts <laughs> you only have to get 60 otherwise so you've got 40 hours of free ce credit by listening to right. to podcasts so how many hours do you have to have jeremy 
Yeah, so it depends on which designation. I mean, it works out to be about 40 a year. Wow, so similar. Yeah. 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 $1,600. Wow. But but that doesn't include my CE. No, yeah. well, I well, mean, it doesn't know, include yeah. ours right. either, but the pushback that you get from CRNAs is, well, you're nickel and diamond me, and now I got to pay for this, and now I have to pay for that. So, But you know what, to me, and this is, again, just me talking, but that's part of being a professional. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys are a professional. I'm a professional. And attorneys are professionals. You know, you, that's just the way it works. You've got to pay to be a professional. And that's just understood. When they went to CRNA school, they had to pay to go to CRNA school, right? Oh, they sure do. Okay. I mean, it's the same thing when you get out. You've got to pay to keep up your CRNA, to keep up your lifestyle, mm-hmm. to keep up the income, to keep up your family, to do the things that you want to do. And it's, it's no different to me. But anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. So. No, um, actually, it's, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> good. And the other thing I was going to say, too, is I think we need peer pressure. So Absolutely. if you're working somewhere and you have a colleague who's not paying their dues, they're getting the ANA benefits that you're paying for. Because the biggest benefits that you get from the ANA are advocacy and PR. That's where we're spending now, the money. So somebody else is benefiting yeah. by you paying your dues. Yeah. Now is... Which state still has the lowest joining rate in the country? Used to be Florida. I think it still might be. I have not looked at the data recently. Um, You know, whenever my classmate was president of Florida, Jerry Hogan, when they called the office asking for help, he would say, are you an AANA member? And if they were not, we can't help you. Become a member and call me back. Yeah, exactly. That's Mm. what he would tell them. Wow. And then I can help you. You know, I wonder, too, you know, uh, a lot of employers were paying dues for a while. I remember that. I I think a lot of that's been cut out now. Yeah, that's dropped quite a bit. But, uh, you know, I also wonder if that has been somewhat of a hindrance because they were used to the employer paying that. And then they kind of take that away. But, again, then I look at it and go, CRNA, 600 bucks? Yeah. You know? I mean. Um, It's professional insurance. Just like you are smart to get malpractice insurance. This oh, is professional you know, insurance. I've never thought about it. That is I great, Angie. There's like another. That. You need to write that down. That's this right. Is professional it is. You need to make a slide of that <laughs> wow. now. Yeah, there this you go. This is your professional huh. insurance. That is very good. I We're like ensuring it. that you can get your paycheck. Yep, that's hundred percent what it is. Around. I like it. That you have yeah. a job and can practice. And All right. Wow. Another reason why we're grateful. So, what can members do to help? you and your board what can we do you know I I think the biggest thing is honest constructive feedback because we can't read your minds and if there's things that are concerning you we need to know and if there's something we can do about it we will if there isn't uh, we will do our best to figure out what we can do in those circumstances so to me getting getting good constructive feedback is important and some of it too is is you got to trust us is every single one of us are CRNAs. We're all out there working. Uh, We would never purposely do anything bad for the ANA or for our members, never, ever, because we're members too. And I think that's an important thing to know is we're we're out there working hard for you. Well, uh, any decision you make is going to affect you. It's just like, you know, you're, you're president for a year. And whatever decision you make while you're president, the next year, well, you're subject to it when you make it, and you're going to be subject to it going forward. Right. So, and after we, that, that, that's 100% so I've right. never quite understood that kind of uproar. I mean, of course, every president goes through that, 
even during my year and the decisions I made were going to impact me right going forward so I kind of take some of that with a grain of salt but you still have to cater to it yeah yeah and and have those considerations because you're held to a different standard as being a board member as we should Um, just like you would would expect anybody that you are electing to act on your behalf but uh, we, we want to be a team with the members, too. I think that's important is we don't want a lot of hierarchy. We want to hear what they want. We want feedback. Uh, what we're doing, good and bad, I think that's helpful, not just always the bad. But, you know, if, you, if we're doing something that you like, we want to hear that, too, so that we continue to do that and, yeah. and uh, act on your behalf. Yeah. Well, Angie, anything you want to leave our listeners with as we kind of wrap this one up? Yeah, you know, since this is the Thanksgiving podcast, I just want to take an opportunity to, uh, number one, thank the ANA for everything they've given me, thank the Minneapolis VA for my education, thank my incredible family, uh, as we're all going to be sitting around the Thanksgiving table and their support for all these years. My daughter, who I travel a lot, so I don't get to see her as much. I know, but you take her with you sometimes. And she lives 6.9 miles from my daughter, Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) Not seven, 6.9. 6.9 miles. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. My daughter's not a CRNA, but she sure thinks she is. Oh, she's she's amazing. Oh, she loves CRNAs. Oh, Mm. we love her too. Yeah, and then I guess also I want to make sure that everybody keeps our veterans in your thoughts and prayers, those that are deployed. Uh, those that are struggling back in the states uh, say a little extra prayer for them today too Mm. absolutely i don't think we could have said it any better i don't think so all right angie thank you as always and we're grateful for you absolutely pleasure being here and thank you for thank you sharon and jeremy for giving a platform like beyond the mask so that we can get the word out there and and uh especially our our new grads and our youngest them having the ability to listen to what you two have done i'm incredibly grateful for what you do for the ana and for crnas well not only is it a platform for here in the united states whenever we went to the ifna meeting we heard from crnas all over the world and i mean they don't call them crnas but anesthetists all over the world and our model is what they want to emulate and they love listening to hear the battles, the stories, the historical series, what's going on, those things, because it helps them, which I found I'm incredibly grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You know, and they listen to Sharon because she talks so slow that they can understand what she says. (laughs) (laughs) I think you need to say something you're grateful Uh, for right now. (laughs) It's it's your turn now, Jeremy. (laughs) You know what? I am am truthfully grateful for both of you, actually. I mean, all that you've given back to this organization. And Sharon, I've known you for 20-some years now. And you know, I mean, starting off as somebody who just attended the meeting, didn't know anybody, and we've developed a friendship throughout the years. And, you know, I mean, now I'm married to a CRNA, and, you know, I work with CRNAs every day, and I couldn't do that without you two. I mean, you are the reason that this organization exists because of the people like you two. And as Sandy said, you know what? You don't do it by yourself, do you? That's the truth. We all stand on shoulders of giants, and we all drink from wells Wells that that somebody else dug. That's right. All right. All right, Sharon, 
I think it's a wrap. Think so. We want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If they like our show and want to help us grow. How can they help us, Sharon? The best way to help us grow is to leave us a review, but make it positive. We know there's enough negativity in this yes, world. Yes, there is. We're in the top 50 medical podcasts in the country on the way to number number one. We're number one in the CRNA community, and we want to stay there. So if CRNAs out there have information or stuff they want to get out, please let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. Until next time. It's a wrap. As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. 
You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.